Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's time for another episode of Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 59, Spring Antenna Projects with Radio Waves Emmett W0QH, recorded live on Thursday, April 6th, 2017. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we are joined once again by Emmett Honesty the Third W0QH, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. And last week, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, was here to talk about Ham Nation episode number 300 coming up and the Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award nominations. So if you missed that show, you can listen on demand anytime at hamtalklive.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or YouTube and several others. And uh, so get your antenna questions ready to go, and uh, we'll take your calls tonight, as always, at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can call us on Skype. Our username is just HamTalkLive. And uh, you can also tweet us. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. So I'll be back with Emmett right after this word from the ham station right here on ham talk live this episode of ham talk live is brought to you by the ham station for over 37 years the ham station has sold new and used radios antennas accessories and equipment to hams everywhere give dan or jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com ham station carries all the major brands like icom yezu and kenwood and they have a wide selection of radio scanners mfj accessories heil sound products and 
amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. The grass may be greener on the other side, but at least we don't have to mow it. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live, the ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. Tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. We're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen to the archive on the website or download it from most popular podcasting sites. Emmett Honesty, W0QH, is the chief engineer at Radio Waves in the St. Louis, Missouri metro area. Emmett designs and builds custom antennas for both amateur and commercial radio. He's been on numerous ham radio podcasts teaching about antennas and was instrumental in the operation of the W8D Dayton Hamvention Superstation. And he's also helped activate the Dry Tortugas National Parks on the Air D Expedition. And his company, Radio Waves, along with uh, Rochelle, is uh, also a proud co-sponsor of the Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. And you can visit Radio Waves online at Radio Waves. That's with a Z, W-A-V-Z dot com. So, Emmett, thanks for coming back and, and rushing home tonight. Well, thank you for having me back on again. It's been great. It's been a long time and uh, kind of missed you. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of uh, response from the first show that you were on. Uh, several people were, were listening and wanted to call in. It so wasn't we're me, try it to... was the cat. Trust me, folks. It was the cat. Oh, is that what it was? Well, I don't know. It was I... Katie's cat. No, it oh, was Katie's maybe cat. Maybe it was Katie's I gotta cat. i got to blame her. Katie's cat <laughs> was was listening to podcasts. Is that, is that how that goes? Yeah. Can you... She has some smart cats up there in, yeah, in she Wyoming. Does. But... She does. Mine just... She just runs off. I, I don't know. Every <laughs> once in a while, you'll hear her meow in the background, though, but can't keep her off the microphone. But There is a good advantage of having a German Shepherd as her best friend. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's spring, finally, except all of a sudden today, uh, here in here in beautiful southern Indiana, it's it's dark, dreary, rainy, and 38 degrees tonight. Uh, after being like 60 something yesterday, but, but, uh, maybe after this spring will finally stick. And so that means it's time for some antenna maintenance and time to oh, do yes. some of those antenna projects that you keep putting off all winter. Cause you don't want to go through all the snow and mud and cold and all that kind of stuff. So, so give us some tips on some antenna maintenance, and uh, maybe a few projects for the spring. Oh, that's that's a fun one. The one thing I, 
I always like to discuss or bring up in any of the discussions, especially about this time of the year, is there are projects for you right now that would be to your advantage to go ahead and address. Probably some of those things are the things that you didn't do before, you know, when the, before the winter came in. And now the, the winter hit, and now you can't go out there and do anything because everything's frozen or there's got six feet of snow or it's all, you know, whatever. You just can't get out there and do it. Now um, things are starting to thaw out. Things are getting a little bit warmer. The rain is starting to fall. There's a lot more moisture. Um, in many cases, you're able to do things that you really probably wouldn't be able to do any other time of the year. So, you know, springtime is the best time to start looking at, you know, one – do I want to do something new? Two, I got maintenance issues and we, we that we all have to do every, I say every season and just about every time there's a major whatever. Um, and then also, how can I enhance what I've already got or do things to make my life easier to do these maintenance things? And, uh, of course, the very first thing that we want to look at is how's our grounding? Uh, many people say, well, I just use the electrical ground you know, that three-prong plug that uh, the radio is connected to, and that's good enough. And in some cases, no, it's not. Uh, you know, you really should, if you can, have a, a good antenna ground system. And I suggest that you go to the ARRL antenna book or the antenna uh, guide, and uh, they've got some good suggestions on how to do grounding for your station. A lot of times we get phone calls uh you know, on a daily basis, actually, where I've got this problem or I've got that problem. And, and you'd be amazed how quickly those issues are resolved once the person puts in a proper ground. Um, now that we've got all that rain, the first thing we're talking about, of course, is grounding. Go out and take a look at your ground rod if you have one. If you don't, you need to put one in. But go look at your grounding. And many times people will use the grounding from the power company. And you got to understand that sometimes those ground rods have been there for quite a while. And uh, the one thing most people don't realize is the ground rod itself is conducting electricity one way or the other. There is current flowing through that copper pipe or the steel, the steel, um, steel rod. And it's getting in contact with silicon, and it's getting in contact with all kinds of other things. And there's an effect called glassing. So as the current goes through the ground rod, um, it has a, it it creates just a micro spark, just enough to melt just a little bit of that silicon, and it literally coats the ground rod with glass. You won't you don't realize it, but it's glass. And you look at the ground rod, and you see this green stuff all over it. Believe it or not, that's glass. And uh, over time, that ground rod becomes less and less effective as, the, as things become glassified or become, you know, there's more glass. Now, you're going to say, well, what do I do? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. One, um, if you have to replace the ground rod, don't pull it up. You don't necessarily have to go ahead and sink another one in close proximity and then just make a jumper. Uh, or you know, move everything over to the new ground rod and, and still use the old ground rod as an auxiliary. If you're working, if it's your main home electrical ground, have the power company do it or a certified electrician. That's the safe way because you don't want to be messing with uh, you know, your power in and you don't want to shock yourself and you don't want to blow anything up in your shack. I'm talking about your own ground rods for your radios. Um, and like I said, because it's that time of the year, you can – you know, you can pretty much do a lot that you wouldn't normally be able to do, like putting in that ground rod. Um, I like to run several ground rods 
uh, over, you know, around the perimeter of my, my building or the place that I live or whatever, just to ensure that we've got a really good ground potential and that uh, I don't have to deal with a lot of stuff that would be coming in, especially with the spring weather bringing in what? April showers. That's right. Thunderstorms, rain, tornadoes, which we've got a lot of in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, we, uh, I just heard uh, a while ago we had a EF1 not far away yesterday. Yep. Crazy. Had a couple of friends of mine down in Louisiana <laughs> had a couple of hurric- had a tornado, and we were down um, in Louisiana a couple of weeks ago uh, in New Orleans specifically, and uh, they had a tornado. <laughs> it's like what a tornado? You know how did that happen? But uh, you know now's the time to do a lot of that. The other thing you can start looking at doing is uh, if you have a wire type antenna system. Go ahead and start, well, actually, not even a wire type, any type of uh, antenna system that's outside. Start looking at all those connections that you have, your coax. Um, if it's if the coax hasn't been sealed, you definitely need to go ahead and open it up, take a look inside, make sure there's no moisture, which there is. If there's an SO239 out there, there's water in there, especially if it's been outside. That is a notorious um connector when it comes to sucking moisture in from outside and what you'll sometimes see is you'll see what looks like a little gray film you know just a little line of gray along that white or whatever the dielectric is that you're using believe it or not that was an electrical arc that had happened over time so that tells you that you really need to do some work on it you can use something like uh, uh, tissue paper to you know clean off the tip on the connector Clean off the inside of the, the, the outside of the barrel. And uh, we do, Radio Waves does have a product called our, and it's our uh, connector kit, which basically has these little, they look like Q-tips, but they're just the right size for you to insert into the connector and then pull it back out again to help clean any of the, the stuff that might have accumulated on the inside of the, that connector. And then it has a little syringe that has a stuff called stuff, which is a dielectric filler, which fills the void. So, you know, what happens if you have a void in a uh, in a connector? It gets filled with something, and generally it's water and air. So by putting this dielectric in there, it, it fills up the hole. And then there's another material that goes on the outside threads, which helps to seal the threads and keep things nice and clean and, and, and uh, keeps things from getting contaminated. Uh, you should do that one function at least three times a year, sometimes four if you know that you've had a lot of bad weather, definitely do it more time. Inspect the cable. Um, make sure that there's no moisture. Physically look at the cable. If you have binoculars, let's say you've got a radio tower like my friend up in New Jersey. Uh, she's got this Munster tower with this Munster uh, antenna. And, um, you know, my suggestion is if you have binoculars or something like that, just go and, and visually inspect your coax. You'd be surprised how often uh, the weather may have split the 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 actual outside uh, coating on the coax lightning may have struck and you may not have known and it literally you know you know literally busted the coax open and you don't realize it. I can um, testify to most, that one personally. Yeah, <laughs> hello. Yeah, I bet you wonder how I got all this curly hair. No, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, you visually inspect it because, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't really anticipate. You really don't think is going to happen. Um, I've had some people call and say, hey, I've had this coax for 15 years and there's nothing wrong with it. 
And of course, a couple of days later, I called back and said, you know, I touched that thing and it felt all crinkly. And it turns out the dielectric had all, uh, their moisture had gotten in and the, broken down the dielectric. The dielectric had cracked. And then next thing you know, there's all kinds of problems. Um, so, you know, just now is the time to eliminate a lot of issues prior to, you know, heavy weather, you know, change of season. Uh, it's nice weather. So you're not going out when it's 100 degrees. You're not going out when it's 20 degrees. You're going out when it's 60 and 70 where you can at least, you know, enjoy the time out there. Um, and then, of course, we're after the connectors and coaxes and stuff like that comes, you know, if you if you have a wire type antenna, um, my recommendation has always been if you're going to mount an antenna outside, you really need to come up, make sure you have a way to do maintenance on it. Um, I know some people say that, well, I've had this thing for fill in the blank years um, and it does, you know, I really don't have to do anything because it was built to where, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, think about this. Even the military, the government, um, other major organizations, commercial companies do maintenance on their on their antenna systems and inspect them on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, as a chief engineer for a radio station or radio stations, I inspected our station on a regular basis just to make sure that, um, you know, everything was working properly. Because in that world, you know, that antenna goes down, their revenue goes off. And when the revenue goes off, you know, guess who's guess who gets in trouble? Yeah, that's right, me. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. If it, I can't help it if it's a bad reporting, but I can help it yep. if, if the transmitter's not working. So, um, but those are some of the big things right there. Just this, just real simple projects that you can do. You don't have to do it all at once. Come up with a little list. Sit down at your table one morning when you're having coffee, tea, water, milk, whatever it is you have in the morning. And um, write down on you know on a piece of paper a couple of things that you want to do to check out to make sure your stations were working well. We were talking about wire antennas. When you installed your antenna, some most people have a tendency of just sticking it up there, getting it up there, and setting it up to where it's not coming down. The problem with that is is it's twice as hard to get that thing down and get it back up again if you didn't you know set things up to where you could you know manage it. I.e. Um, for instance, where I live, I'm not allowed to have antennas. So what I ended up doing is I ran my uh, – I have a DX160 going east to west and a DX160 going north to south. And what I did is I ran it through the tree lines or up uh, up the top, you know, over the top of the trees. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of difficult. But what I did is I made sure I had plenty of line that so that I could either – I could pull the antenna down, service the, the balin. I could also, you know, pull it all the way in. I literally had a lot of extra, uh, let's say, string or whatever. Uh, believe it or not, my antenna system is suspended using a weed whacker line. It's lasted me five years, but I do change it out every two years. Um, the weed whacker line has done great for me. It's uh, how do I say this? It's it's it stretches and it acts like a rubber band almost. So what will happen is as the trees start to sway and things start getting crazy, that thing stretches and goes back together again, stretches and goes back together again, and it works just fine. But I always give myself enough line to bring the antenna down. And so I service it. And if there's any other issues like squirrels getting on the wire, how many times have you heard that one where, you know, the squirrel ate my wire and chopped it in two? Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. You know, if you had, you know, the wire, if you had things set up, 
you could effectively drop the balin, you know, drop the other end where the wire is, pull the wires through, re- replace the wire, and pull the antenna back up again. I know it sounds complicated and generally takes more time, but if you spend more time in the beginning, if you take the time to set things up and get them resonant and all that, the 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 antenna or the radio station itself will definitely work a whole lot better. And and I can guarantee that you know as you spend more time on the outside, um, things go a lot better on the inside. Is it's as one of our slogans for the for our company is is that you know radio waves we make your we make your radio sound good, and that's yeah. literally the truth. And that's my antenna project that I need to do right away is, is the rope needs to get replaced. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, i got to get that through the pulley and get that replaced because it's been way too long since that rope's been replaced and it's getting frayed. So that's, uh, that's definitely my next antenna project. Well, if you guys have some questions about uh, some of these uh, projects and, and some maintenance, uh, Write those down, think those out, and then uh, we're going to take your calls here in just a little bit. Um, so have those ready to go, and we'll we'll see what's going on. We already have a, a tweet or two going here. Um, but before we take a break here, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of other things going on. Uh, first of all, you just got back from a week out out in Vegas and, and, and IWCE. So, so Mm -hmm. share with us a couple of minutes of, of what your adventures were out there with, uh, with IWCE. Adventures in the great West (laughs) is about the best way of describing it. Yeah. It was almost like we had the theme of blazing saddles going on in the background. (laughs) Sometimes we weren't sure if it was serious or if it was real, but no, it was, it was a good trip. Um, ended up um, going from St. Louis down to Fort, uh, going down, visiting my son who's in the military, uh, and then continuing on meeting up with a group of guys that uh, I hold near dear. And uh, basically, it's the MCOM 1 vehicle. It's an emergency communications uh, platform, which is it was called in. The best way to describe this is it's an interoperability, a mobile interoperability uh, platform designed for you know, emergencies, emergency operations centers, and so on. And uh, um, I'm part of that group to the extent that I built the HF antenna systems and so on. And so I got to play along with them and uh, got got a chance to go to uh, a, a uh, the show IWCE, which is the ba- a very, 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 very large land mobile uh, communication show. And it's basically, you know, the big players like the Kenwoods, the Yesus, the the um, ICOMs, Motorola, Harris, Tate, uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, a lot of the Japanese manufacturers who you see in a lot of the amateur side, they also make what they call, what they consider to be land mobile. Um, you know the new digital modes and so on. It was a it was an interesting experience in that. You got to see a lot of the stuff that I know is, is, is starting to filter down to the amateur world, um, like the DMR stuff is a really big thing. And I know DMR is very popular in amateur in the amateur realm now. Um, got to see a couple new ICOM radios. Uh, got to see some really cool Kenwood stuff and some Yesu stuff. And, of course, I got to see the, a lot of Motorola and Harris, which was, was interesting as well. Um, 
it's 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 kind of interesting in that when you look at a show like this, this is this this is the kind of show that uh, uh, unlike with on the amateur world, these people are looking for like government entities, uh, police stations, fire, emergency services. So literally, these, this communication equipment is the kind of stuff that you use when people's lives are on the line. So it absolutely has to work. There's no question about it. There's no, you know, I don't know what the right button is because, you know, fill in the blank. Um, it has to work the first time and every time. And uh, so it becomes, it's a, it's an interesting show. It was really nice. Uh, literally inside the Las Vegas uh, Civic Center, I swear that building is a mile long. It is a mile long. It is. It was. You could. I. It was one of those things where if you look down the. You look down the hall. You could almost see the curvature of the Earth. It was that long kind of a deal. And, uh, and it and cut off it your was, signal, was, didn't it? Oh my goodness! Um, and what was really interesting is this place was so big that it had an other convention center underneath ours. So it was like a, du- a double stacked convention center so they had just as much room underneath us as we did so, and they had another convention and that was a it was a, a computer conve- a computer show and uh, i'm thinking man alive that is huge when you think about it um so it was it was quite busy we got to see a lot of new things um you know like i said the dmr stuff um, my time was spent mostly in the icom booth because i was with the uh mcom one team and um, it was uh, it was a, quite an experience. It was it was really neat. We uh, got to show off the uh, our Sentinel hex beam. Uh, you have to understand too that the Sentinel hex beam that we showed off at IWCE and the one that we built for the amateur world are two completely different antennas. One antenna, even though it looks like your hex beam, is designed specifically for uh, land mobile type use, uh, ALE type operations. You know, has a broadband element on it. Um, it's built differently specifically for, you know, the individual channels that the radios hop to for ALE. So it, uh, it's a it's a different animal, even though it looks the same, which is kind of funny because we did have some hams show up. And is that a hex beam? And I go, yeah, it's a hex beam, and it's, but it's not the same hex beam that you're – it's not the one that you're familiar with, I guess, is what it boils down to. Um, but it was, it was an adventure. Sounds like a lot of fun. We had fun. a great time. Oh, yeah. It uh, you know it was two days. It was pretty intense. A lot of stuff going on. Um, it uh, very formal. Uh, you you know generally I was believe it or not I was wearing a suit and tie. Okay, give you an idea. Wow, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, no, that says yeah, a lot right yeah, there. Yeah. It, it wasn't the kilt. Suit. Yes, it wasn't the kilt. I was tempted, but no, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have flown. <laughs> not even. Um, Although I kept telling my wife, I should bring my kilt. I really should. We are going to be wearing kilts again for Dayton, which is going to be fun. Uh, then after that, uh, we finished up on Thursday evening at 5 o'clock. Now imagine this. you got a mile long of stuff, people trying to get out of this place. Okay, You know how like the ham, ham shows are and like hamventions and, and so on? Um, well, imagine this done on a professional level, and everyone's trying to get out at once, and they got big stuff they're getting out, you know, power segments, you know, microwave dishes, radar stuff. And, of course, here we are with MCOM 1, the vehicle, and we got to break down the entire station. We we literally set up MCOM 1 in its deployed condition. In other words, it was set up in the ICOM booth in, in, in the condition that it was actually operational, even though we didn't operate out of it, but it was operational. So we had the hex beam up. 
we had an, a uh, our uh, folded terminated dipole up in the back. All the VHF stuff was up. Um, if you go to our website, or actually Facebook page, uh, on Radio Waves, at, at Radio Waves, there will be some pictures there. Uh, but anyway, we had all that set up. So what happened was at 5 o'clock, we had to tear all that down. And uh, it was interesting because it was our we were already dog tired. So we tore this thing down, packed up the van um, and the generator and everything, and tried to navigate through all these boxes and all this stuff. You know, they're pulling up carpet. They're, you know, you know forklifts moving. I mean, flying all over the place. You better not be in that lane because that forklift will get you. Um, but anyway, we, we we pretty much got got the vehicle out. We were we I think we arrived at the East Cannery Casino, which is where the NVCon was was held, at about seven o'clock in the evening, and we we literally redeployed. In other words, we we pretty much set most of our stuff back up again uh, for the next day, which started you know NVCon on Friday. So it was you know a teardown and a setup. And then um, we had NVCon, which was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't stay for the Sunday section of the show because, you know, needless to say, we were driving. And, you know, it's a two-day two, two day drive, three-day drive from from, Saint, from uh, Las Vegas to St. Louis. Um, and uh, anyway, it was, it, was, it was a fun show. And then the guys, you know, the uh, uh, Phil and, and Mike – we're basically from Florida, so they had two more days. So these are this was a long trip, and uh, Neil, I think we've got a break coming up, don't we, Sarah? Yeah, we do. We we need to take a break, and we need to get back and and talk a little bit about the uh, superstation and get take some calls here. So uh, we're going to do that, and we'll be back right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's Dime Store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and Hampro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You get a 5-9. You get a 5-9. Everybody gets a 5-9. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show yet again tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They're at Mobile, Alabama this weekend and also Staunton, Wisconsin this weekend on Saturday. They'll also be at Calhoun, Georgia on April 22nd, or you can give them a call at 920-435-2973 or visit their website like I did a while ago and got some soldering stuff going here, pl-259.com, and tell them you heard it 
on Ham Talk Live. And we're here every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at HamTalkLive.com. Check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Ham Talk Live. You will find us there. And we are getting late into the show here, and we want to take some calls. But uh, real quick, let's talk about the, the Dayton Superstation. It's going to happen again. Oh, yes. I, I do have one question for you, though, Neil. Uh-huh. Now, you just said Tower Electronics is going to be down in Alabama, and then mm-hmm. they're going to be back. Where else? Wisconsin. Scott. Yeah, so Jill, Jill you know, went to Alabama, Scott, and Scott's Scott and, is a big guy, but I don't think he can do two shoes at the same time. Yeah, Jill went to, to Alabama. <laughs> she got down there today, I saw. Uh-huh. So. Send yeah. Jill on the I see how Jill on the road. Yeah, yeah. He's done that before. He stays home in the hot tub. Okay, I get it. And uh, Scott and Jill, I tell you what, those guys—they—they got hearts of gold, and they uh, want—they—they've got parts. That's the best way I I can say it. It's like there—it's a mobile. What used to be a Radio Shack, a quality Radio Shack. Which, uh, anyway, I love those guys. Um, But yeah, we're talking about the uh, about the. Dayton Ham Station, or the Superstation, which uh, we're doing part two this year. Last year was the first time ever where we had uh, we had a meeting of the 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 big and the big uh, the the big radios, i.e., Icom, Kenwood, and Yesu. We also had um, uh, two of our antennas, which was a, 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 a our, one of our Barretts, which was the great big forty meter through 10-meter hex beam, and then we had our Sentinel, which was 10-meter uh, through 6, both operating on OM amplifiers from um, uh, from Array Solutions. And then we also had uh, ICOM, Kenwood, and Yesu, the best of the best and te- radios. We had a Kenwood 990 that uh, yes, we did. Neil tell you all about playing on. Yes, we Matter did. Matter of fact, it was one of those things that he says, you're not, gonna, you're not, you're not getting this mic back for me until you get it off my cold dead fingers no i'm just kidding uh, not really tell. i mean you're he, not he's really kidding he, he really got into working it as you can tell because his neck got a little red which meant he was excited and um you know it was good to see and um it was it's a fun radio to work with and then uh, we had the yesu uh 5000 we had the uh, the flagship radius of uh of the ICOM line, which was the 7851, which is a just imagine two HF radios in one box that do 200 watts and they're absolutely quiet. That would be the ICOM 7851, a beautiful radio. Um, then, of course, I was hooked up to OM and amplifier as well, and uh, we split the two. We split the two. We uh, stations up between the two antennas, and one would be working on 20 meters, and the other one would be working on 17. Uh, we tried 40 off and on, but it wasn't exactly, um, how do I say it, the best in the world. Uh, we also had uh, another special event station that was running on 40 meters, which was on a Yesu, I want to say DS3000. And then um, it was atta- we had uh, that was attached to one of our off-center fed, our DX80 off-center fed pro lines, which were, they had an a MFJ ALS 600 amplifier, which that is a nice little solid-state amplifier. If you ever want to have a no-mess, no-must, no-fuss solid-state that you can't yeah, – I mean, it's, it's kind of in between things. You, you don't have enough money to get the big ones, but you don't want to get 
go too cheap, that would be a very good product. And it's solid in its design, and I like it a lot. And you don't have to mess with, you know, tuning finals and so on, which um, I like a lot. Um, and then, of course, they had one more station, which was a vertical, which was more of like CW and digital modes, and that was using one of our Pathfinders. This year, the Dayton Hemvention is going to Xenia, as you know. It's still going to be called Dayton. It's, you know, even though it's in Xenia, it's, it's still going to be Dayton because that's how we all identify with it. I'm very excited about, you know, the new venue. Uh, people complain, oh, it's a, you know, it's a fairground, yada, yada, yada. Has anyone ever been to Hera Arena? You realize that in that main area, what they do on a regular basis, you know, think about it. That's where the rodeo goes, okay? So... Uh, <laughs> You know, I think just about every one of the major rooms has it set up for livestock. So it's, you're not losing any. You're not you're not really um, going anywhere different than you're used to. It's just that it's cleaner. It's newer. They're going. The the people from Zinnia are just bending over backwards for the Hamvention people. Just they're literally letting the kids out of school half a day earlier just so that they can free up parking. Think about that one. I think that is cool. I mean, the city's participating at le- that level just to bring the Hamvention in and make it a success. And, um, I mean, that's a lot of weight right there. So back to the station. This year, we're going to have our, uh, once again, we're going to have the, uh, the, all the big ones plus several radios that uh, we didn't have last year, but this year we're going to have. And the, the, the new, new stations will be, the uh, Flex Radio 6700 with their new 500-watt amplifier. They'll also be showing off their Maestro and their, um, you know, their ability to do remote operations. Um, there's a young lady up in New Jersey who probably be use, they'll be you know, removing the, the, their station using a Maestro to, from her location. So you literally, there'll be a booth set up where you're going to be operating off of the off of the a remote location and it's going to be just like you were there which is absolutely cool um craft is set a system with a 500 watt amplifier i think they might even be bringing in their new amplifier which is the one one kilowatt it hasn't been 100 percent confirmed yet but i think it's basically um Let's see who else is going to be uh, the amplifier. I'm trying to remember the the, the amplifier line. Uh, we've got one more other amplifier besides OM. No one is being brought in by, um, well, obviously a company named OM, and then uh, uh, Array Solutions is providing is providing that. Plus, they're also providing all the filters, the bandpass filters, and and switches, which is really nice. Jay does a great job on all that equipment. Well, that's uh, some some cool stuff. So, well, oh we need gosh, to uh, start, and of course, have, yep. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, we need to we need to get some calls in here because we're we're just getting it close, and and your connection's cutting out a little bit here too. Not sure what's going on there, but um, let's open up the lines here so we can at least get a call or two in here at eight one two net ham one eight one two six three eight four two six one. If you wanted to get a question in here, we'll try to get uh, one or two in here before we have to. Uh, Get off of the air, 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261, or you can Skype us or tweet us. And um, we did get a tweet from KM0MMM, 
that said his project today was uh, the uh, – Radio Waves DX40 off-center fed dipole and added wire to the short end to make it an 80 meter. And uh, it works ah, great. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You can do that. That's, you know, it's it's field improvisation, which uh, we've done that a lot. I mean, that's my world. It's, you know, they, they send me places and say, hey, I need to talk from point A to point B. And uh, this is what you got. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, so sounds like a good uh, spring antenna project there. So if you have a question about a spring mm-hmm. antenna project, give us a call, 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261, while we still have a couple of minutes left. And uh, while we're waiting, go ahead and finish up your uh, your um, superstation sure. stuff. Yeah, the, the rest of the superstation is kind of the same, of course, we're going to have um, ICOM. The ICOM 7851 uh, will be set up again. We'll have a uh, Kenwin 990 and a Yesu uh, 5000 with uh, with all the bells and whistles attached. And excuse me, all that will be attached to, we're only going to have two antennas this year, a, uh, uh, a, uh, a Radio Waves Barrett hex beam, which is 40 meters through 10 through 10 meters and this the unit that we're going to be setting up this year will also have our 80 meter short um, option which means that you'll be able to have something on the order of a 7 db forward gain with a 15 db front to back it's going to be a 80 meter beam can you believe it and it's still in the same space as the 40 meter Um, and then we'll also have our our high power off center fed um, which is designed to have 5kw so that we're just gonna have two antennas um also for your reference uh there will also be the mcom one vehicle will be there and we'll have our hex beam set up out there as well with the couple uh icom 7300s sounds like we got a call yeah we do we have we have a call and a tweet so let's take the call who's this this is don cbc hey don, all right don how you doing good evening um so I actually bought one of those uh, 40 meter offsetter fed dipoles that was the last tweet, um, and I was wondering, do you really need to have anything else other than just hook it up to your your rig and start running, or does it need any of the um, balance or anything else? Well, typically you should be able to work without anything else. I do recommend. Um, well, obviously. Uh, you need to bring the antenna to resonance if you can. Just follow the directions. There's like a five-page uh, thing on how to, uh, you know, make the antenna resonant on 40 meters, and then 20, um, 20, 10, and six should come in quite easily. We do recommend that you put in a simple common mode choke of some kind just to take care of any spurious radiation that might be coming back. Um, especially if you're not working on the resonant frequencies, like let's say you're working on 17 or 15 or 12 meters. Um, having that common mode choke will help reduce any RFI issues that you might have coming back in the shack. But for the most part, uh, once you get it up in the air, you, re- you typically don't have to do too much to it to make it work because it is a resonant antenna on 40 and then 20 and then uh, 10 and 6. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for well, calling thank you in. For your call. Yeah, thanks for doing that. and appreciate it. All good. right, yeah, we man. have just about a, a minute, so last okay. thoughts. Give me your tweet. 
Give me yep. a tweet. Oh, oh, he was just saying great show, and and uh, and oh, even Emmett you. likes ICOM. They were Doctor Scott Wright, Kezero MD, was harassing me because <laughs> he knows I'm a Kenwood fan. Well, I'm a Kenwood fan too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I have a good relationship with with all the manufacturers. Um, you know, it happens that uh, ICOM and, and Radio Waves have a working relationship on the commercial side, so it uh, it, it works out quite well. Well, but, thanks uh, so much for you know, coming Neil, back on. Oh, oh, go ahead, make it quick. No, I just say, Neil, I really appreciate your program. I really do. You're you're providing a great service. It's informative. It's lighthearted. It's not hard hitting um, <laughs> because that's not what we want. Or light breaking. Um, yeah, yeah, light breaking. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, and I, I I thoroughly enjoy speaking with you. And uh, anytime you want me to 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 do something for you, just give me a call. And uh, I think uh, we talked about a, a project next uh, next week or so. Yeah. Uh, for your next shows, uh, you you know he'll have an announcement. Yep, uh, we will. In his post. So. We will. We will make an announcement on that. So thanks so much for coming on the show and, and doing that, and we'll be talking about that soon. Thanks to everybody for listening, calling in, tweeting in. Thursday night, 9 p.m. next week, starts our Dayton Hamvention preview, and Tim Duffy will be here, K3LR, to talk about Contest University. So be sure to check that out. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. For now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Don't, 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 don't,